As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see. Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner, and I'm here again with Denise. It's just the two of us this week, Denise. Rick, we've been having a good time together. And Denise, we haven't just done the two of us in a long time. That's true. But you know, Paul and Joel, they're out and about. Yeah. Do what they need to do. Yes. And so we're here. And you know who else is here? Jesus. The Holy Spirit and our, our home group. They're right here with us. They're right here with us. And Jesus said, wherever two or three of you are gathered, there I am. Yes. He never said we had to be in the same room. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. You can be on the telephone and he's in the middle of you. Yes. But we're online. He's right in the middle of all of us. But tonight we're going to return to the subject of being unstoppable because that is the name of Denise's new book. But if you need prayer, please reach out to us. Let us know how to pray for you and order Denise's book called Unstoppable. It is really powerful. In the previous two home groups, Denise has been talking about things that make you stoppable. Denise has really been good. Thank you. But before we get into this, I want to remind you that right now we're providing all this aid to people that are in trouble. Denise, I am just stunned by the response of God's people. Rick, they've been so generous. Thank you so much for your generosity, your care, your heart, your, your words. Thank you so much. You know, this is not for us. This doesn't have any personal benefit to us or to our ministry, but has a lot of benefit to people that are being helped. That's right. And we all say, Lord, please, we want to be a vessel that you flow through. And right now he's flowing through this ministry and he's using you to do it. That's right. To provide all of this to people that have been displaced. Many of them don't know if they're ever going to go home again. People have died. People have lost their homes. They fled without their spouses and their sons, just with kids, clothes on their back, not knowing what they're going to eat. They don't even know where they're going to go. Just total uncertainty in their future. And we greet them with the love of God, with humanitarian help, food, hygiene products, and with a Bible. They need the Word of God like they've never needed the Word of God. A book about how to get saved, the 91st Psalm, because they need to be living in the protections of the 91st Psalm. And do you know, Denise, I just heard just moments before we start home group tonight, the people in Europe are tuning in in record numbers. And I know that it's because of people that have fled West. We're helping people right now, for example, in Moldova, Romania, Bulgaria, Poland, Latvia, tons and tons and tons of aid that's being distributed through churches. And this is representative of what we're giving. But in some places, they don't need a box of food because they don't have a stove. They need hot meals. So in those places, we're helping to provide hot meals. In some places, they need clothes because they ran so quick, they ran without enough clothes for their kids. And one thing that really gets me is to think that they've left without their husbands and without their sons. If they're between 18 and 16, they couldn't leave. So they crossed the border with their kids Think of it, without the support of their spouse or their elder sons, grandmas. But here we can greet them and we can share the love of God. And they're tuning in to our online church in record numbers because we're touching their hearts. Okay, can I see that Bible? The you sure can. Bible? You sure can, Sister Denise. Because I'm thinking about giving them this Bible and I'm thinking about that scripture that the Word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our, our path. path. 
And when it's dark, you need a light. You need a lamp. And I, I know that when they open the word of God and the position of their heart, they're going to see, oh, this is light for me. This is helping me. This is helping me in my darkness. So you're providing that. And if you want to give a gift to help us with this, every box is $60. It contains 20 meals. It's $3 a meal. And where we're providing hot meals, it's about the same, about $3 a meal. We're doing our best to do exactly what we say we're going to do. You can be sure that when you give to this ministry, we do what we say. We're serious believers. But... You can give a gift by going online. And when you reach out to us, let us know how to pray for you because we really are praying people. And if you reach out to us, you will not get away from us without being prayed for. But today we're going to return to Denise's new book called Unstoppable. And if you feel things have been stopping you, then you need to know why. Because God wants you to be unstopped. He wants you to be unstoppable. And Denise's book is so good and you can get it by going online to renner.org. But Denise, what are we going to do in this home group? Well, we're going to talk about something that tries to stop us. It's tried to stop me before, is the negative opinions of others. Has anybody ever tried to stop you with their negative opinion? Or you just feel their negative opinion? Or you don't feel their support and you think it's a negative opinion? But negative opinions... They have a power, but we have a greater one on the inside of us to push back that power. And I want to talk about David because talk about pushing past opinions. Denise, he is it, a prime example. Is it possible that sometimes the negative opinions are your own? Oh, of course. You could have the past speaking to you. You could have, you know, somebody of an authority in your past speaking to you. Or it you, could just be the devil talking to you. Or the devil. Or you could have somebody in your future, in your present speaking to you. But the important thing is to know that we're not to be stopped by those negative opinions. And that we have power over them. You know, when I was uh, a young boy, this is all in our book called Unlikely, voices talked to me all the time. I had very loving parents. I lived in a very loving home. I went to an awesome church, but I didn't feel like other people. And things were speaking to me all the time. Opinions, I didn't know it was the devil because we didn't know anything about spiritual warfare back in those days. But people around me, they were positive. But just me, I was living in my own little world where negative things were speaking to me, opinions all the time. You're not normal. You're not like others. You're never going to be anything. Just horrible things. And Denise, if I hadn't received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, uh, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to people today. But the power of God set me free. And the power of God can set you free too. And maybe you've had a negative opinion of a relative or an authority figure, or maybe you're like I was, just voices speaking to your head. Maybe you're in a great environment, but something in you is saying there's something wrong with you. The power of God can set you free. And before we're gone today, we're going to pray for you. Denise? Well, and Rick, as you were speaking, the enemy tries to stop you. And if he can put thoughts in your mind and an opinion a negative opinion about yourself, then he can put up a stop sign. And the enemy has one very powerful weapon, and that is deception. 
so he can deceive you into believing those lies. But I want to talk about David, Rick. Let's do it. Okay. So if you've got your Bibles. I got my Bible. Good. Go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Okay. I'm already there. Okay. And probably most of you listening to us, you know the story of David and how he defeated Goliath the giant. But as I was studying this, I saw some really powerful things and I want, I want to bring those out. So of course, David, you know, he's just young. His brothers are on the battlefield. They're all frightened and scared and paralyzed by the threats of Goliath. And it's been for 40 days. He's been standing there for 40 days, intimidating them. David gets there because his father told him to come and bring some food for his brothers. So David gets there and David starts asking questions. David says, what will happen to the person who defeats Goliath? And what verse are we looking at, Denise? Well, that verse is... is verse 26? But verse... Then David spoke to the men who... St- yes, it is. Verse 26, who stood by him saying, What shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? So you see an attitude in David. He calls this giant an uncircumcised Philistine. So look at verse 27. And the people answered in this manner saying, so shall it be done for the man who kills him. And they had already listed it. You get great riches. You don't have to pay taxes. You get the king's daughter. I mean, this is the jackpot if you kill the giant. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But look what happens in verse 28. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? That was very insulting. Awful. I know your pride and your insolence of heart for you have come down to see the battle. Now, friend, this is really difficult because this is his oldest brother and his oldest brother was an authority figure in his life. And many times a negative opinion can come from somebody in authority over your life. And sometimes their opinion might be constructive or helpful, but sometimes their opinion is just a negative opinion. Can I give a story real quick? When I wrote my very first book, it was on fivefold ministry. And I sent it to an authority figure. And I'd never met him. He didn't know who I was. He wrote me a letter. He said, this is the best book I've ever read on this subject. Denise, I was 17 years old. He didn't know I was 17. He just knew he got a book with my name on it. So he said, I want to talk to him. So I called him and he talked to me about the book. He said, oh, this, this has more revelation about fivefold ministry than I've ever read in a single book. And as we continued talking, he discerned that I was young. He said, how old are you? I said, I'm 17. Do you know what he said? How dare you think that you can write a book like this? Just like Eliab said to David. Who do you, he literally said, who do you think you are? You don't even know what life is about. And you've already written a book like this. Do you know what that conversation did? Stopped me. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't write for years after that. Mm-hmm. It stopped me. It's true. And somebody had to help me get set free or I wouldn't have written the books that you've been reading. That's exactly what you're talking about. Well, and so Eliab came down with these horrible words just like Rick described about himself. But David did something amazing. Now, you heard how he ins- his brother insulted him. I mean, he said he had a few sheep. Uh, he said he was insolent and prideful. Uh, he said that uh, you've just come down to see the battle. You just want to see entertainment. Now, look at the next verse. And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? And so, like, David is like, what are you talking about? And then look at verse 30. Then he turned. This is David. Then he turned from him toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first ones did. David, he didn't argue with Eliab. He didn't say, oh my gosh, Eliab, my oldest brother. He just just insulted me. I cannot believe I'm even here. I'm going back to my father. He didn't do it. He didn't say it. He didn't run. The Bible says he turned. That's all he did. He just turned. That's powerful. I know it. And sometimes to get over negative opinions because they can be coming from all around you, don't argue, Don't defend yourself. Just turn. That was a powerful thing that David did. And then he still got his eyes on the prize. He's still asking what the reward is. And um, so we see David doing these amazing things against the opinions of his brother. But it doesn't stop there. He has more opinions to overcome. And go down to verse 33. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are a youth and he is a man of war from his youth. Well, now who's talking to David? Somebody with more authority than his brother. It's the king. The very king said to him, you can't do this. He's going to crush you. He's a man of war and you are a youth. Forget it. And you know what David does? Amazing. But David said to Saul. Now this time David spoke. The first time he just turned. But this time he speaks. Sometimes you have to speak. David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock. I went out after him and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has both killed the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defiled the armies of the living God. David said, I respect you, King Saul, but I have something to say. Can I add something here? Jesus said, 
Sometimes it's better to agree with your adversary quickly. That's a powerful verse because Saul was really telling the truth about David. You're just a kid. You're just a kid. Well, David was a kid. And he could have spent all of his time just defending who he is, but instead he basically said, doesn't matter that I'm a kid. Let me tell you what the Lord can do. And let me tell you what the Lord did. And sometimes that's what you have to say to those opinions that are talking to you. You might have to, because sometimes people that are speaking negative things to you, they know what you've already tried and what you didn't do. Sometimes they're speaking on the basis of what they remember about you. But they don't know what God's doing inside of you. That's right. So sometimes it's better to say, you know what? That may be true about who I used to be, but let me tell you about the greater one who lives in me because that's who I am right now. And that's really what David did. And David used a powerful weapon. He used his memory. And you can use your memory. You can say, you know, I am coming against some pretty big odds here. And I, 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 this is, this is very big for me to do this, but I am going to do this. And you know what? God's been faithful to me before and he doesn't change and he will be faithful to me now. That's exactly what David was saying to Saul. Hmm. Like, like Rick said, he said, I agree. I agree. I'm a youth, but King Saul, let me tell you what I have experienced. And then he said, and King Saul, let me tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's so powerful. And he said, I'm going to take down that uncircumcised Philistine. Now there's one more opinion that David has to overcome. And that is in verse 44. So, you know, so King Saul, he says, okay, David. And then he tries to put his armor on David. David says, I, I can't use your armor. It just swallows me, but I'm going to use my stone and a sling. This is what I'm used to. And this is what I feel confident with. So David now comes up to the giant, but here's another opinion. Verse 44. Verse, no, verse 43, 43. So the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, come to me. Can you just hear him? And I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beast of the field. But what did David do? Verse 45. Then David said to the, I love this. You got to speak to your enemy. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. And then listen to what David says. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give your carcasses to the camp of the Philistines, to the birds of the air and the wild beast of the earth that all the earth may know there is a God in Israel. That's powerful. David didn't, didn't just want, you know, King Saul's daughter, riches, and taxes to be paid off. He wanted people to know there is a God in Israel. And friend, when you stand up against negative opinions, 
and you give the supply that you have, you're saying, you know what? I may just be a starter. I may have never done this ever in my life, but I'm going to step forward and I'm going to give what God has given me because I want people to know there is a God, who a living God who loves them and cares for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the power of God that liberates us from self-imposed opinions mm. and the negative opinions of others. And we declare because the greater one lives in us, Amen. we can do whatever he has called us to do in Jesus' name. Oh, Amen. amen. Hey, we're out Amen. Of time. But remember, you can get Denise's book, Unstoppable, at runner.org, and we'll see you tomorrow. If you enjoyed this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.